0: Welcome to Creative Peacemail Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm your host, Tami Takeishi. Mm-hmm. Join me for compelling conversations with artists, actors, authors, musicians, and other creatives about the impact of the creative and fine arts in their lives and our ever-changing world. Thank you for listening. Hello, welcome to Creative Peacemail Podcast. Today I'm joined by glam pop rock duo, Royal Sugar. I'm really excited about this band because they recently broke out and they do a mix of 70s and 80s, sort of like that's their style. They infuse it into their original compositions and they also do awesome covers, including um, Harry Styles Medicine. So if you Have haven't had a chance to check them out on social media, especially TikTok. You definitely have to; they're amazing. I have been listening to their song "Fleeting Love" over and over again for a long time. So I'm really excited to see what this band is going to be coming up with. They recently joined together over the pandemic, but they've been friends for years. So I can't wait to dig in and ask you guys all sorts of questions. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tammy. You're welcome. So usually I start off the show asking people who or what inspired you to become uh, a musician. So who wants to go first? I'll
1: go first. Um, you can't see my room, but there's a lot of Jim Morrison stuff around here. Uh, Jim Morrison's definitely a huge inspiration for me. Um, you know, songwriting wise, freedom of expression wise, I d- was always very drawn to that. Um, as a young kid so he kind of stuck with me I would say I would say Uncle Jim.
2: Yeah I think for me it was um, kind of an interesting story in the neighborhood that I grew up in my family didn't have a ton of like people that were musicians or the idea of a music career in Florida is pretty uh, abstract and this guy moved into my neighborhood that played in this like old 80s rock band and now he was like kind of just ganging around and he had fully had a a career playing music and uh, he was the first person that kind of put a guitar in my hand put me on stage and I just fully fell in love with with music and performing and through that opened a lot of like influences into classic rock and and so yeah kind of was fortunate that somebody came into my life at a younger age and was like hey get up there. Yeah. Play, have fun with it.
0: That's fantastic. If you guys were to wake up and be able to play any instrument in the world, um, you know, not just the ones you guys already do, what would that be? What's your sort of other dream instrument? Ooh,
1: definitely, definitely piano. G can play piano. That That's something that's always bewildered me. Like I, I've, I've tried to play it. I've tried to sit down and play it. And I just, I can't do it for the life of me. And I love watching people play piano. It's like one of my things. So, yeah, probably piano.
2: I think for me, it'd probably be like saxophone. Oh, yeah. I think it's such a, a beautiful instrument and super versatile. We could it use be that. be so cool to yeah. just like yeah, seriously. wake up tomorrow and be an amazing sax player. Yeah, you better, actually,
1: because <laughs> yeah. I have a song idea.
0: There you go. Yeah, no, those are all really great instruments and also very difficult to play, for sure. Yeah. So one of your influences, of course, 70s and 80s rock. ACDC, one of my personal favorite bands. If you had to pick your favorite ACDC album, what would that be?
1: Oh, I really love Powerage. I was super drawn because I didn't even know that there was a Brian Johnson ACDC until I was a little older. As a young kid, I was just picking up all the Bon Scott era records. Um, And yeah, I I was just so drawn to that sound um specifically bond sound i love brian but um yeah i love the bond scott era powerage that's why i have an sg too angus
0: it's beautiful Um,
1: thank you yeah it's my dad introduced me to acdc at a super young age and i was just really drawn to that yeah older older stuff
2: acdc when i first when i first got my ipod in like fifth grade back in black was the first thing that i had ever heard yeah and I was at that age where music was starting to become, like, very kind of important to me. And I remember hearing that record for the first time, and I'd never heard ACDC up until that Oh, point. it's on, it'll change And I was you. just like, holy shit, this yeah. is
1: awesome. Honestly, like, the I would say that the tone, the best tones on any, probably, I mean, like, honestly, any right, record any tops, like, record. is Back in Black. are just unreal.
0: That's actually the first album of theirs that I remember hearing as well as Back in Black.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Such a classic.
2: Yeah, it's such a classic. It's one everyone knows, but I feel like it's one of those records that nearly everyone you talk to can remember the first time they
1: heard it. For sure. Sticks around.
0: Yes. So we're going to dig more into uh, you guys and your history. You guys have been friends for many, many years but you didn't decide to get together officially as a group until during the pandemic. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like some challenges and some pr- surprises that came from that?
1: Yeah, we've been friends for nearing on 10 years now. And the honestly, the first night we met, we sang together, and it's been the same feeling ever since. I was just like, I want to be around this voice. I'm going to lock him down. Um, <laughs> And we've been we've been writing and you know gigging and, and doing other projects since then. But when the pandemic hit, we had to split up. Unfortunately, for a little, we, we were taking a break. We were on a break, Ross yeah. and Rachel.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, a forced break. Yeah,
1: I, I have an immune disorder, so like during the pandemic, I had to move back to Florida, we're in Nashville, um, for a little over two years. So we had to do the Zoom thing, do the FaceTime thing, and write. And we were just honestly forced to. Just sit in the silence for a little bit and it reinvigorated us. We felt like kids again. We're like, what do we want to do? Like, let's distill it. And we'd always wanted to create and, you know, mold a glam rock band, just a fun, flashy, you know, energetic band. Um, And that's the songs we had been writing over the pandemic. So when I got back to Nashville, we were like, let's just do it. Let's pick a name. Somehow Royal Sugar was available. We're still (laughs) bewildered by that. Sounds like a band that should have existed, but. Upon a closer investigation, never did. Um, so, yeah, when we got back, we just started writing it and putting it together.
2: Yeah, it was kind of like we had this this clean slate after uh, COVID because for years we were always kind of adapting and evolving and picking up members, losing members, changing our sound, writing with different people, recording with different people. And so at, it got to a point where with the last project we were like, Do we even know what we are anymore? Is there any intentionality behind this? And so Royal Sugar was this opportunity for us to just like, let's break it all down to just the foundation. And what do we want it to feel like? Like, what would we love to do? What what would we love to create right now? And it kind of birthed this whole concept.
0: That's excellent. It's wonderful that there's something positive that came out of such a really historic time in people's lives.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Not a lot of positive things, but yeah. at least we, there... had, at least we had the time to sit in silence right. and come out with something like this.
0: Yeah, understandable. Yeah, I started my podcast during the pandemic and I was like, well, okay, better, yeah. better now than never. Absolutely. Right. This is going to be sort of a trickier question, but what are your favorite and least favorite parts of the creative process?
1: Ooh favorite all of it but one <laughs> the, the one is the um i obsess over it too much like it i'll if you were to just give me unlimited amounts of time we would never release music i'd just be like no it's one yeah. more little thing like i'm obsessed with every part of it it's it's therapy it's it's necessary it's just i just feel like myself when i'm doing that um and expressing myself through music but i am kind of a perfectionist so I'll like I'll go back and just work on a song until Garrett or Amanda's like all right we gotta release this man um so yeah I would say the least favorite part is like dealing with the perfectionist in me and kind of letting that go but honestly COVID helped with that too like we're we're a little Mm -hmm. more throwing things at the wall now
2: yeah yeah I think for me the the least favorite part would be either (laughs) The feeling you have after you spend so much time on something and you're like, I think I might love this. Yeah. And then you walk away for a couple hours or you go to sleep and then you come back and you're like, oh, this is absolute shit. <laughs> yeah. It's the worst feeling. Yeah. Um that or the feeling that or just the the patience that it requires to kind of wait for it to come to you. Sometimes being a creative isn't as just as simple as like showing up and punching in. There's so much external forces that have to come into play for you to really feel it and Mm -hmm. for it to really be authentic but my favorite part is kind of what Ty was saying every part of it when you when you get into that flow state and that rhythm and you're you're chasing this thing and it's and it's moving and it's working it's the the most amazing feeling the most present in the moment you could ever feel
1: it feels like you know the What's the like Finding Nemo movie where they're in that? <laughs> the <jellyfish? laughs> I don't think I, I don't think I've um, ever used this uh, analogy, but oh, the turtles. Yeah, the the, the what's current. I call it? The current. Yeah, yeah. It feels like you're like stepping into the current. Like all these things have to align for the current to exist and for you to jump into it. But when you're in the current, you're it's good. It's just
2: us and a couple surfing,
1: surfing turtles. Yeah. yeah.
0: I love that. I love that. You know, that's such a great analogy though, because it is a little bit scary to jump into that. But yeah. then once it's, it's, it's like a wild ride when you're sort of in the flow. Right. Totally. So sort of related to that is what is one of your guys's favorite song lyrics so far? Either something you've written or something that maybe you've carried with you from another group?
1: Oh, man. I've never even thought about that. these. These are great yeah. questions. This, <laughs> really this good is questions. incredible. Oh, thank you.
0: I'll let you go
1: first. Oh,
2: man. I feel like there's, it's really hard for me. To have anything that like is a one one favorite or something that stuck with me, every I try every day to whatever I'm listening to have like one line or a phrase that I'm pulling out of it and thinking about. Um, whether it's something that I'm just like that's a really good lyric, or whether it's something that relates to me or I feel is profound. Um, but this morning I was listening to the new Maggie Rogers record. They're, the song is "Anywhere with You." And one of the lines that stood out to me this morning is if I'm gonna lose my mind, I'm gonna lose it with you. And I think the the delivery of what she was saying and how she led up to that part of the song, I thought was just so creative and amazing. And I just love that that concept. It's like total just connection and I've if I'm if I'm going down, I'll go down with you. Like yeah. It's a, a kind of profound thing to say. For sure. So, yeah, that was my morning, like, lyric that that popped out at me and was burned into my brain.
0: Hmm.
1: It's, so, our, our lyrics or?
0: Yeah, both. Yeah.
1: Both? Yeah. I, I guess a fleeting love lyric, yeah, like, it's similar to the, what you're saying about the Maggie Rogers thing. It's like, yeah. if I want to go down, I want to go down with you. It's That's kind of our sentiment behind that song, and we can talk about that more, but, like, the, I'm tired of making love feel like catching a buzz. Yeah. Struggle, it kills, but you hit like a drug. Like the, um, the push and pull of like a toxic relationship, whether that's with a friendship, a, a lover, a, a thing. Um, a drug. A drug, yeah. I, I think that's, that's the most recent lyric where I'm like, okay, cool. I'm, I don't mind singing that <laughs> yeah, without very, the voice cracks.
2: It's a very real kind of thing, that direct analogy. When you read that line, I think it's something that everyone has felt in some context
0: that's excellent yeah i was gonna say back to your guys's music um not only is it infectious melodies and really awesome guitar driving but the lyrics are so like authentic you know you can tell you guys sat down and wrote wrote them not like a team of 20 people you know
1: right (laughs) thank you yeah yeah we um it's always been super like telekinetic for us to write even from like the first night I met him it was just I think there's a lot of like ego in songwriting you said that before Mm -hmm. we've never felt that with each other we felt it with other people we've written with and it's super easy to be vulnerable with him and like we've gone through similar life experiences so like especially with this song it was it was a cathartic experience not only to write it but to write it with him and to be able to release it and see so many people connect with it
0: If you've been feeling burned out, stressed, overwhelmed, or exhausted, the resources and courses at the Self-Care Institute are here to support you. The Self-Care Institute was founded by Dr. Ami Kunimura and provides support for individuals and organizations with burnout prevention, burnout recovery, and stress management. I've personally taken a few of these courses and found them to be super helpful, both professionally and personally. The care you give yourself matters just as much as the care you give to others. But if self-care is difficult for you, you're not alone. And the Self-Care Institute is here to support your well-being, resilience, and sense of fulfillment at work and at home. For more information, visit selfcareinstitute.com or go to the show notes and click on the link. Excellent. If you're able to sort of give away a sneak peek of what's coming in, 2023 um are you guys planning lots of big stuff or you just been busy songwriting or what's going on
2: yeah kind of all the above um this year was so much time kind of spent on doing a lot of like legwork and stuff behind the scenes spent a ton of time in the studios and writing and rehearsing so next year is kind of our opportunity to start showcasing all of these things and all of the time that this year has required for us to invest in yeah in kind of doing the stuff that nobody sees you know it's like an artist will release an album every two years and people just assume those two years right they're, they're, they're on their ass, chilling
1: like, yeah exactly like for us it was we're, we're just now getting to the point where like i'm able to go play a show because i've been in bubble boy lifestyle so um a lot of people don't know they're like you haven't even played a show yet it's like well we've been playing shows for 10 years
2: yeah but we had
1: to take a little bit of a break but it is cool to have that like fresh band fresh energy where there's new people finding us and they don't know a lot of the backstory so it's like our our initial unveiling of this project it just feels like <laughs> we're starting over again as musicians and we've true. never played a show like the
2: idea that this being our first show is kind of hilarious <laughs> yeah gosh we've played every kind of show imaginable yeah some of the worst shows you could ever <laughs> <laughs> write out on paper uh-huh. and some of the best yeah well yeah it'll be that's a big focus of ours is um this next year kind of showcasing what royal sugar live is going to feel like and look like and taste like um we've spent a ton of time putting this live band together and rehearsing and kind of getting it all mapped out. So. Early next year, we're super stoked to kind of get back on the live circuit, yeah, start touring, playing some shows.
0: Excellent. A couple more questions for you. One is, What is a piece of advice, either about life or music, that you guys ignore, and one that you always follow?
1: Ignore, I, I maybe I don't know if like the balance of it. I we're still, I don't think anyone quite gets the how to balance, you know. I, I mean, we're. I wouldn't say workaholics but like creative ahol where we're just yeah. like we turn that and it is our work and we're just like dive into it and sometimes we don't come up for air when we should so i'd say that's one thing we ignore and then one thing that i think just listening to that call and you when 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 it does come to write a song and not um not trying to force it um i think we've all the songs that we've sat down and tried to been like, Oh, we got to write a song today. We, they're not in our catalog and we don't play them live. Like it, 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 it means something when it's coming through you and it has to come out of you. And I think listening to that call is extremely important.
2: Yeah. I think similar to what Ty was saying, um, kind of just being like over-consumed with, with progress and, and working and and moving forward at times, I definitely relate to. Um, everyone talks about having balance and in your life, and having a good, healthy amount of each kind of tier of your life being in line. But for me, it's like balls to the wall on everything. If I'm doing something, yeah. If, <laughs> I'm, doing something, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. I'm doing something, if I'm involved in it, like I can't help but turn it all the way up to yeah. eleven. To 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um, yeah something that is good advice and I ought to be taking that <laughs> advice but it's certainly something that I struggle with I have like a very kind of infatuation personality yeah. to where if I'm into something I'm like fully into it
1: yeah
2: and so that is the advice that I always <laughs> ignore
1: that's good though because I mean some people in bands would kill for a member or like a, yeah. a partner that is just like obsessed with the process I'd take that any day
2: yeah and then the advice I always take is probably just to you know that every day of your 20s is supposed to be a time of discovery and and enjoyment and and a little bit of like fear and anxiousness like all the things that is what this decade of your life is supposed to be and so I think that's something that every day I try and so try ready. and think about, yeah, yeah, and just accept that wherever I'm at or where I end up, like, that is exactly the purpose of this
1: time of my life. Mm-hmm. It's very zen, it's very non-dual. Yeah. You, <laughs> you yeah. got it embedded,
2: you yeah. don't need to work at it. Yeah. It's in my soul.
0: Yes, that's great. And, you know, it is wonderful, though, even though you guys feel that it's a negative, you know, being passionate about what you do is so important. And, of course, balance is when you're excited about a project it's harder to find balance you know right. you just want to go right in there you know exactly damn
2: near impossible yeah
0: it is very true couple more questions for you one is what is your favorite after concert after show meal
1: oh man That's all these so questions good. <laughs> oh my god man. um yeah. Interesting about us on show days is we don't eat until after the show. Mm-hmm. So every after show meal is just a So a special. It yeah. is
2: the best moment of <laughs> it's the entire like day.
1: All the fitness gurus are like intermittent fasting. It's like, what is that? We just eat after the show. Yeah. I would say I'm gluten and dairy free. So it's, it's hard on the road to find certain things. But if there's like a, Somehow, a gluten and dairy free pizza place that's delivering at two a.m. Um, I'll go for that. But yeah, if not, you know, a little room service, little
2: yeah, little room service can be club nice. sandwich,
1: gluten free bread,
2: or if they, it's it's also very dependent on what town we're in or where yeah. in town we're playing. So if we can sneak off to like a great restaurant, that is ideal, you know. Something that's coursed out, we get a nice bottle of mm-hmm. wine, a couple cocktails, aiolis, an aioli flight are a prerequisite. Yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, some of the most fun, like post show meals I've had, have just been street vendors yeah. in different cities going to like, you know, a little, a little taco truck and getting the uh, oh, great yeah. Alpha store tacos or getting like a little go into like a Euro cart and getting a. a mm-hmm greek like kind of mediterranean saucy messy yeah euro is amazing so yeah i think it's it's definitely dependent on where we're at but
1: definitely massive though yeah (laughs) (laughs) making up for all the hours of just nervous energy yeah
0: that sounds fantastic though (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely a perk of tour life right
1: right Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) yeah
0: awesome well one final question for you guys in your own words, what does living a creative life mean to you?
1: I would say similar to what we were talking about, like listening to that call. It was just for me, it just feels like listening to my younger self. Like, Dude,
2: that's crazy. I was you thinking that? literally thinking that. It's about to say the exact
1: Oh, my place. God. Yeah. Like I picture myself at like nine or 10 years old and like just the fact that we're able to do this, like just keep feeding that part of you, like keep feeding that nine-year-old garrett or that nine-year-old tammy or that nine-year-old tyler like the um yeah like that same passion in the pit of your stomach that you had when you're a kid is the same one i still feel now so listening to that and following that until the till the road ends
2: yeah a creative life is the willingness to go to what calls you whatever that may be yeah totally agree
1: thanks you smell good today by the way (laughs) he smells really it doesn't translate but smell amazing yeah
0: excellent well royal sugar thank you so much for joining the podcast thank
1: you so much for having us
0: you're welcome listeners please check the show notes for links for their bios upcoming tour dates where you can find them on social media and listening to their awesome recordings as always thanks for listening Hi, this is Tammy with Creative Peacemail Podcast, and you have to check out Corey's My Acting Life, a Daily Planner. It's a 12 week, undated daily planner specifically designed to help multi passionate actors and creatives like you and me. The planner is filled with pages and spreads to help you gain clarity on your goals, find focus within your creative life, and determine the next best steps to achieve the life of your dreams. When you purchase this planner, you get access to the accompanying free training videos that walk you through how to get the most out of each of these pages. It actually guides you through the exact process that Corey uses with her private coaching clients. So take this as an opportunity to choose yourself and start living the creative life of your dreams. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Like the show? Have a question? Stop by the Facebook and Instagram pages. Links are in the show notes or search for a creative piecemeal podcast on social media and click follow for all the latest.